there, guys. On this episode, you're gonna jump into a facet of growth and scaling that I think most people ignore. This is an area that, that everyone seems to assume has nothing to do with growth and scaling, but I'm here to tell you, it's massive, it's massive. We're talking about the customer success team. How does customer success look like in your organization? How is it shaping the way you keep clients? How is it shaping the way your clients turn into advocates for your company? That's what we're hitting today. We've got Jeff Heckler, who is one of the most amazing, most passionate uh, customer experience people I've ever met. And he is on the show today to talk about ways that you can incorporate better plan and focusing your revenue on a customer success experience and, and how you can draw not only revenue out of it, but allocate the right amount of budget to that team so that you can continue your growth plan with your existing client base. Why look any further than your existing clients for your next doubling or even tripling of your revenue stream? I know companies that make more money off their existing clients than they do off new client acquisition. And it's time for you to start thinking that way. You need to start thinking, how can I better serve my clients so they want to pay me more money to help them solve more of their problems? That's where we're at today with customer success. I hope you enjoy this interview with Jeff Heckler. He is going to wow you with information and give you experiences that he's lived through and, uh, and been able to grow inside of these uh, other companies to build an amazing customer success team and increase their revenue to build and scale the way they wanted to. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Growth and Scaling Podcast. This is your host, Todd Westra, and I am so glad you're here today because we are going to interview an amazing founder or executive who is going to share with us their decisions that they made that exploded their growth. So if you need some inspiration, you want to hear how other businesses are doing it, this is a place to be and we are glad you're here. Enjoy this episode. We have got an amazing guest on today because of what he does and how he helps people and how he builds revenue streams that most people don't think about as part of the revenue engine. And so I love the topic. We're going to jump right in. Jeff, tell us who you are and what do you do? Uh, my name is Jeff Heckler. I do all things for my company and customers, which will uh, generate profitability, revenue, and uh, make them have a good day, hopefully. I'm responsible at MarketSource for all things customer sec success, both internally and externally. We do productize customer success and take it with tech uh, people in process. Uh, of course, we, we run it internally as well. Um, and that's across the organization. That's a complete uh, a thread that runs through the whole organization internally, not just my uh, little fiefdom. So that's what I do and that's what I'm about. Awesome. Now, now, when you say all things revenue, all things customer success, some people don't make the connection there. Um, you know, you, you and I talked briefly before this call and, and having spent a lot of years doing customer success and customer experience and all that kind of stuff, what do you mean? Like, what is the, most people think of customer, of, of revenue as new client acquisition. Yeah. You're kind of at the, from onboarding after that point, 
What do you mean by you're responsible for a significant portion of revenue? Um, significant, I'd like to think, uh, depending where you are in the CS, uh, the majority. Uh, so if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're post sales, you draw the line from NPCs, new paying customers, you draw the line and, and customer success owns everything thereafter. Um, you're sitting on a substantial amount of revenue. Um, that reoccurring, I mean, if you want to take the multiple and say, okay, what is sales bringing in over the next 12 months? And then put that up against what you're sitting on top of on reoccurring, what you're responsible for um, and, and working on a retention, uh, let alone expansion and advocacy, then let's look at those numbers. And then let's look at, you know, what I like to say too, is I'm getting a little bit off topic already and we just started, but- No, you're not. Look, no, you're not. I love this. Let's look at budgets. You know, is, is where, yeah. where's the CS training budget in comparison with sales? That should be, that should be the same ratio of dollars. You know, I don't want to say one-to-one -one because in a lot of places, CS will blow sales out of the water with their numbers. Um, so that's the first place I like to go. And then I like to look at CAC and, and, uh, cost of, a, uh, of maintaining the revenue. Um, and so, right. you know, that those kind of management numbers, and then of course, against your churn versus what, uh, you know, uh, what churn would be without, uh, your, your, your right. position in place. So I'm, I'm heavy on, uh, keeping control, control groups where I have in each segment, a control group of customers that are not being currently managed, um, and see how they perform. Um, and so. Uh, you, if, as long as you have enough, enough customers to, to get away <laughs> right, with that, to do that, uh, so, <laughs> you know, but I've, I've had the luck, uh, in, in um, the, uh, the ability to work that against, uh, you know, a hundred thousand plus customers, um, in some places. That, yeah. So, um, that's where I like to go. And now in regards to the revenue, uh, yeah, I think customer success historically has been, you know, either professional services light or, uh, right. some sort of hybrid of account management with support. Um, those are, those are great, uh, places to stay or to, to be. Um, but if you, if yeah. you stay there, um, then you're just a, you know, cost of uh, cost of goods. Um, and so what I like to do, especially building out the, the team and scaling and, and why we're talking today is everything I'm going to do after my base team. So that's the, you know, that's the high touch. That's the classic account management. Um, and then right. CS ops. And actually right now I would say if I was going to build a team from scratch, I'd build my ops team before I built uh, any sort of account management team, any sort of CSM team. So anyways, after those two have been installed, I'm going, I love it. I'm going pooled. I'm going digital. I'm going enablement. I'm going customer empowerment. I'm going community. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm really going at, at scale, uh, to those populations. So, um, and all those got to have got to generate revenue. You know, I, I know from experience that pooled, you know, my pooled resources can can bring back 4x to 20x on their fully burdened cost uh, once I get them up and rolling, and that's in less than two quarters. Um, depending, wow. if, it could be less than 90 if you're if you're if you have good segmentation and you have strong if you yeah. have data analyst on board in your in your CS ops team, uh, you can really get that done within a quarter um, and and really go after it if you're if you're looking at expansion models. That's nuts. Yeah, it, it, it's good nuts. <laughs> it is good nuts. It is good nuts. But, I mean, you know, it's also philosophical. I mean, some people are not comfortable saying that, you know, uh, customer success uh, should carry a bag or, you know, a number and, and, and look at it that way. Um, you know, if, if you. I'm the opposite. Yeah. If you want, I, I think. If you want nice things for, uh, for your team and if you want, you want to build career paths and you want to get training and you, you want to get resources, um, you know, bring, bring home to the mothership, you know, some revenue right. and highly efficient revenue dollars, which is really what, I, right. And then t find out how you do that and, and get that 
that really cracking and then just scale it out. Um, you know, it, you know, we, we talk about it's, it's three X it's five X cheaper than, than acquiring a new customer right. or more. I like to say more efficient. Um, you know, it, <laughs> once you get that crack and then you have a real positive experience, especially with CSM teams that particularly have folks that are rather green, um, from working directly with right. Right. Now, I, I think so often uh, when people talk about growth and scaling, all they have a tendency to think about is new client acquisition. And so they're thinking sales strategy, they're thinking marketing strategy, they're talking messaging, they're doing all these things. And you know the real secret of growth and scaling. Well, and I, that is don't lose clients. In fact, turn your clients into your best <laughs> new customers. Well, I mean, I, I've worked at organizations where we put, um, first quarterly and then monthly a quarter million dollars into to trying to do demand gen and i'm you know I, I know what we can do with dollars other way and i you only know that if you can if you have cross-functional um alignment yeah. you know i i have a cfo um actually i've had two cfos that yeah. you can really work with and really learn a lot from and say okay here are the levers that we could be pulling and and from my purview we could be pulling these levers too and, and really start to get down to the numbers and also i've worked at two places where we had BA teams that, were, you know, by headcount and percentage, were quite large. So, you know, we're right. really getting after it. But you know, when you get into the the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of customers, that's that's kind of internal engine you need. Um, but it also comes comes with a vision. You know, I'm not the only guy sitting in a closet think, having nice shiny ideas. And these are things that are shared across <laughs> an organization. So, well, how how do you see a fit? You know, when, when I. When I talk to a lot of people that that are considering, you know, hey, I've I've made it past my launch phase. I've uh, we've got a product that's working. We got clients that are onboarded. You know, we've got some consistent revenue. Um, we want to grow and scale because we feel like if we can if we can three x our revenue in the next two years, our valuation is going to be x. How much energy should they focus on 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 their sales and marketing? Well, let's break it up: sales, marketing customer success. And then I, I also like to lump some in there, you know, um, product development, Thanks. those four little levers that you hit, what, what do you see as their proper role and how do you see them? How should they be working together and where should they put their focus? Uh, maybe I'll take the easy one first, but I'll get into the meat of what I feel is important. So the sales and the marketing and, and customer success, you need to have cross-functional initiatives that you're working on, whether it's, you know, deal desk, um, whether it's feedback groups, right. whether you have voice of the customer, whether you're doing community, um, whether you're doing you know, customer marketing and building customer journeys together and really looking at racy and who's owning what. So, you know, that's the easy stuff. That's the stuff we all know. Um, I will tell yeah. you that um, uh, as a CS leader, believe it or not, I once reported into the CTO. Um, I've reported into a CTO <laughs> before um, on a different continent. Um, and so it's really about what do you have to offer? You know, and I also went through a, yeah. a, a repackaging exercise where we didn't have anything. The product wasn't being changed. We were just juicing the prices. So, and moving, <laughs> moving features around in tears and, and, and some hocus pocus. Sure. Now that stuff doesn't work sure. and it doesn't work for the confidence of your team. But right. if you have the right product uh, leader alignment, you bring them into an all hands once in a while, you do some, maybe, uh, maybe you do a webinar with one of their you know, engineers and do an AMA or an ask me anything, or, you know, right. really start to build, Hey, you guys have confidence in us. We've got confidence in you. Cause it really, you know, I've learned this from, from watching my father in pharmaceuticals, the product end of the business and the sales end of the business don't even, I mean, 
each they don't even know each other and if they don't and then there's all this right. internal you know no if i have confidence in my product team coming back and uh, and i give them something i was like hey you know we're aggregating per month the tickets right. the support we're aggregating um anecdotal evidence in our crm uh, here's the top five things that we're seeing that you know really getting hit on um negatively here's the top five things that are really working right. with that, that customers just you know knock out of the park and really enjoy and so really start to provide them the inside look and have them you know do you want to sit on a qbr with these guys that are pushing our product to the next level that are really hammering it right um and then and right. really start to engage and just just feed them information feed them data give them give them access give them visibility because if i was product i would really feed off that you know like i would yeah you know, i would i, I want to see what it is that i'm building i want to see it in action i want to see how it's going and totally you know, and provide that so the sales and the marketing and the support relationships i think are, are at this point in, in time given i think it's um you know we're, everybody's going plg right everybody so if you're going to go plg and you want to grow what do you want to grow you want to grow your customers with your product so let's get the, right. the leading customer face organization customer success right uh, hip to hip right. with the product 100 i i couldn't agree more and i think that uh you know, more often than not, when I go into a company and I'm talking to them about their their scaling plans and things like that, it's it's always about new client acquisition, and, and yet they they have no idea what they're sitting on. If they could just look and see, oh my gosh, if we turned all these clients into our biggest advocates, you know, if we can incentivize them somehow to not only stay with us but also be our referral engine, you know, and, and to your point work with our product team in order to design a product that incentivizes them to stay longer and, and keep upgrading, that's really a massive lever to pull in your growth and scaling plan. 100%. And when you get those new product features, and, you, and if you even do a one-off, uh, you, you productize something right. for, for a unique upsell, who it's going to be customer success is going to be doing it for you. So, you know, and, and, I, and I know that good product leaders, they have their teams measured by revenue dollars from the release. And so right. you know, we got that. The other thing is, you know, you talked about some advocacy. So customer success qualified leads, that's a thing. And so get, yeah. your, you know, when, so comp your team, work it, again with your finance and get sign off, comp your team on those new dollars that come in from those advocacy channels 100%. You know, and, and drop those in. 100%. You know, you, you, you wrap up a QBR and you're having a good, good rapport with a customer, you know, are there five other organizations that you could list for me that might benefit in the way that you're benefiting that how we helped you do X, Y, and C that drove value for this, this, and this with our solution. 100%. And just, and if you have that rapport, use it. Like, don't be afraid yep. to add, don't be afraid to get out of this vendor customer mindset into a partnership. I'm giving you something. I'm here. I'm, I'm Johnny on the spot. I'm, I'm delivering value. So why don't, why don't we have this, you know, be a symbiotic relationship? Well, and I, it's like I teach my kids, you never get what you don't ask for. You miss 100% of the shots <laughs> right? you don't take. Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so as you as you have, you know, you've taken this role on with several different companies and you, you, you're a huge advocate of customer success. And in particular with SaaS companies, you've had a lot of experience in these, in these types of groups. These are the types of people listening to the show today. You know, what, what do you see as their biggest challenge and trying to execute on a plan with their customer success team. There's just so much noise, you know. Um, as I, I've yeah. explained for, gosh, uh, 12 years now since I've been starting customer success, 
Um, I've explained to my friends and family, I, I work and live in Penn Station. I get all the traffic coming in. I see all the traffic leaving. I try to connect things. I try to get everybody coming and going. I love that. I talk to everybody in my company. I get to talk to everybody in my customer's company um, and, and put all those pieces together. The downside to yeah. that is that, you know, you're, you're, you're maddeningly try to work a cocktail room within you know, a cocktail party and the entire room in five to 10 minutes, um, you know, while juggling <laughs> a whole bunch of other things. Um, and it, right. you know, it's, it, there's so, I think, you know, sales, sales, uh, the ratio is a little better, but customer success, the average is 50, 50 admin versus FaceTime with your customers. And so, you know, hopefully with more tech and, and all the other things that are coming down the pike, we're getting better at that. And we're, we're going up more towards 60, 70 and really get allowing right. our, our customer facing people to do what they do best and getting that admin and right. it down, but still, um, cutting out the noise and being able to focus on what it is, um, that's going to really drive value and what's going to, you know, what, what's going to really move the needle, not just for your, your customers and your company, but also for your comp plan. Right. So, you know, I'm not a, right. You're, that comp plan, you know, if we're talking about revenue, the comp plan does have numbers in it. It has things like retention and churn and, and GRR and NRR, um, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and when do they have time to work on their careers, you know, and when do they have time, right. um, you know, to do the things that they're passionate about when they have time to go shadow marketing, cause they might be interested in what's going on over there, or, you know, they might be thinking about going more the, the technical account manager route and like they go uh, look at support and, and our engineering and product teams. Um, so, right. you know, get out of the, the, as much as we can, the data entry and the reactive, um, and really start to focus on those things that are of interest and of value. Is there is there a commonality a commonality that you see in in uh, in super kind of universal problems that that most customer success teams are facing or organizations that are you know to my earlier point those companies that are saying that five to ten maybe even twenty million dollar year marks where they they've launched their success they're having some success but they see this all their growth needs to come from, from this, these, uh, new clients, what kind of exercise can they jump into to look and say, Holy crap. If, if we just took our existing client base right now and did X with them, you know, what would that do to our revenue? Is there an exercise that you like to do when you jump into a new organization or you're talking to someone about, about that? forgotten area of customer success. 100%. So there's a lot of things there. So that, you know, when, when we started at the top, you know, things that are, um, you know, kind of systemic across the board when you're looking at those signs of companies. So you're going from trying to go from 10 to 50 yeah. um, over, you know, 18 months or 36 months, whatever your window is, um, the right. systems start to splinter. Um, you know, I've worked in, I've worked in CS where we had a, a tech stack 15 deep and four of those were different BI tools. Um, there's an argument to be said that you, know, you use Tableau for this and you use Sheets for that and you use, you know, MicroStrategy for something else. Like, okay, cool. Right. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to drive your people nuts, you know, going through yes. 17,000 tabs and let alone the 23 yes. they, they like to use themselves. Um, and so, <laughs> exactly. so that's the first problem. Then that, what that leads to is that you don't have a solid customer 360, not just within your organization, yeah. but across, you know, I mean, not just within the CS org but across, across the company. So, you know, you really need to, when you're looking at an organization like that, whether you're looking to join them or, or to work with them, you know, you really want to figure out what the executive level CS philosophy is. Like, you know, what are we doing here? Are we just holding the reins? Um, are we a growth yeah. engine? Are we looking, looked at as a growth engine? 
where where do you you know so in your annual operating plan you know when you look at your revenue teams where do the where are those numbers yeah. coming down from um and so i get and what i do with and with my 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 cs teams is i show them like here's the annual operating plan you know at least the data i can show them and i right i'm not i'm not an artist i actually draw arrows to okay and that goes to this spreadsheet here in a powerpoint slide <laughs> then it goes to this spreadsheet here which you're on and so they can see how these things these things move um so, right, so that's right. that's the first now when you get down granularly to okay what can we look at growth in our in our customer base so what i do is i take i steal some hours 4 to 8 hours a week from two maybe four csms and i said listen this is what i want you to work on just for the next 6 right. weeks i want to see what we can get back if we're going to run an expansion play like a pooled model then i'll steal some time and work that in um i've also got to prepare for that i can't do it this quarter i've got to prepare because their comp plans their mbos what they're interested in you know now i'm looking right. into it right now if i was on a on a, on a calendar uh matching you know fiscal i'd say okay we're looking at q2 so we're going to look at to do this um in in the next uh month and a half um right months and and so plan for it so that you you're also not you know penalizing someone who is helping uh, to to push you to the next level and so when you look at that customer segmentation and you steal some you you allocate some steal. hours <laughs> to CSMs to run a test for you um yeah. you, know, you want to see okay let's look back and what now if we get that and we say okay well if we put two FTEs on this 40 hours a week and they were active 70% of their day doing these activities what kind of dollars right. do we look at and then what does that roll up in a quarter um and that that's love how it. I that's how I build that stuff out um I love it and then and you also get to give people a chance to see with you know if if they're if they're interested in going a more sales route or they're interested in in be you know potentially becoming a team lead then they would be your first team lead right. on those new ventures um you know if they're interested in building process where we're going to need it's that, a growth opportunity 100% yeah. and you have you know so when you hire you know i don't i don't like thinking that the the csm and here's roles and responsibilities i look at a person i'm like are you curious are you hungry can i walk down a dark alley with you like do you have those qualities cuz the rest we can train like the rest <laughs> but if you have a fire in your belly come join my team let's go get it totally totally i love it well this has been fascinating i think i think we've uh, we've only scratched the surface on a topic that i think is so under talked about when we talk about revenue strategy and we talk about revenue operations uh i i really appreciate you hopping on today with us and exposing that and and kind of sharing that with the world because i think most people listening really don't consider that a revenue proposition and, and i think that retention alone is is a huge huge game changer but not only the retention but the client growth that comes from it and upsells new product offerings new beta programs all that kind of stuff comes into play with existing client base so you know as you as you shed that light and you you know you have been in several organizations where you've kind of turned things around in this regard is there someone in your circle that you look at when you like feel like you're hitting a wall with a company and and they kind of inspire you motivate you to kind of keep on trucking with what you're doing Yeah, I mean I I have my 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 circle um you know I this uh Gustavo uh Bianco is is a guy that you know we've worked together and and he's a he's a, a great guy to bounce thoughts off. He's incredibly creative, uh, incredibly brave and bold. Um 
and uh, awesome. he likes to tackle hard problems. Chris Jacobs, uh, Graham Gill, um, they're guys I like to bounce uh, thoughts off of. Uh, Rachel Clovan is uh, she runs Provan Success, and she's she's gone out and done her own thing and, and really killing it in the best of ways. Jan Young, she's um, such a giver and, and and so intelligent. Like she's a, a real, uh, I mean, just a very thoughtful in how she works through problem solving. Um, and what she get does for the community is is huge. Um, so those are oh. just a, a few of the few of the names that I that I think of that you know when I when I'm uh, trying to work something out I, I want to look at uh, yeah. Barry Shrebnik at Forster. Um, she's a she's a you know a bright set of set a set of eyes on a problem that you know I'm trying to, to tackle and, and just really um, love it straightforward. So yeah, bunch. Of, I mean love it. They're there are a lot of great ones out there. Um, so well, that's a, that's a special thing about CS. This community thing is, is for real. You don't get into this because, uh, you know, you, I don't know how, I mean, we all fall into this one way or the other and I'm glad I did. Right. Right. Well, that's awesome. Well, you're, you're a great man. Appreciate your time with us today and appreciate your insights. I think that, uh, for those of you, for those of you out there that are looking for ways to, to grow and scale, don't look further than your own customer list. I mean, just just think about what we talked about today and focus on how to make their experience better, how to keep their longevity as a client stronger and longer, and uh, and how can you entice them into new products and services that you could offer. Mm-hmm. So I think it's huge, huge. Thanks again, Jeff, for being here with us today. Todd, my pleasure on behalf of myself, Market Source, uh, and all CS community, what you're doing is a huge service to all. So thank you very much. Did that change your mind at all? Did that give you some insight at all about where you should be with your growth and scaling plan? I hope it did because growth and scaling is not an easy thing. When we talk about what it takes to scale, we need to talk about four primary factors. We've got our sales team. We've got a marketing team. We've got a product team and we've got a customer success team. Too often, we look at customer success as a wasted expense, an overhead burden that we don't want to even think about. Start thinking about it. Start turning your customer success team into a revenue generating team. And when you do, you're going to find that there's a whole world of new revenue streams that you didn't know existed. So stop stressing about all the new leads you need to generate and all the new sales you need to make and focus entirely, well, maybe not entirely, but give it the right amount of focus to build that customer referral program, your customer upsell programs, and anything you need to do to generate more revenue from your uh, customer success team. Make them a part of all the rev ops that you have to work on, and you're gonna find yourself not cursing them because they require so much money to maintain, but encouraging them to do a better job of customer success so that they can build stronger clients, more referral partners, and build an entirely separate revenue stream of their own. I hope you learned something today that will help you towards your journey on what it takes to scale.